0: G'day and welcome to On The Road with Mike and Andy, the number one weekly Australian podcast made for Aussie truckies by Aussie truckies. You can listen to On The Road on the Australian Big Rig Show and via podcast on iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud. Search for On The Road Aussie Trucking Podcast and hit subscribe. On The Road, proudly brought to you by Seeing Machines, the makers of Guardian, the most advanced safety technology available for commercial truck fleets. We have another mega show for you this week. Thanks so much for joining us. I chat with a leading industry executive about the continuing quest for safety in trucking through the use of telematics. Mike has a yarn with the founders and drivers behind the amazing Truck Whiz app, some new music from Aussie country music star Caroline Taylor Knight, plus the latest news and more. The clock's ticking, so here we go.
1: talking from our back truckers, and when I'm on the road, we're always on the road doing stuff out on the road. But when we're on the road, we're listening to <laughs> the big rigs on the road. <laughs> G'day, this is Simon Smith here from the Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. Truck and radio is what we do across Australia 24 7. Loads of trucking classics every hour. If you'd like to drop us a line, love to hear from you at some stage. Our email address Big Rig Radio at Yahoo.com.au. Catch it down the road and take it steady out there. The Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com.
2: This is Caroline Taylor Knight, and you're listening to On the Road with Mike and Andy on the Big Rig Roadshow. This is my song Country Girl from my album Me Again.
0: was Caroline Taylor Knight, one of the impressive stable of up-and-coming Aussie artists, recorded and produced by Duncan Wood at Touchwood Production Studios in Queensland. For more information about Caroline, check out her website at carolinetaylornight.com. Our guest on the road this week is Mark Perry, managing director of Ron Finnamore Transport mark is a proven communicator and is the face of the business with a solid focus on all aspects of safety right through the company's operations we'll be taking a close look at how ron finnamore transport rolled out this focus safety program over recent years here's the chat i had with mark parry this week good morning mark thanks for joining us on the road
3: no problems andy
0: Just to kick us off, can you tell us a little bit of the history of Ron Finnamore Transport and also some of your own background and how you came into the Managing Director's role there?
4: Ron Finnamore Transport really came about some 16 years ago. Ron has been in the transport industry in various guises for well over 50 years now and indeed had a large publicly listed transport company called Finnamore's, which he did sell. Hmm. The reason this company came about is... Ron maintained and still maintains to this day a strong passion for transport. He clearly has a group of people who have worked with and for him over a long time, including most of that 50 years. And some of our employees have been with Ron for over 35 years now. And wow. So he made a decision that he wanted to restart a transport company. He wanted to continue to support and employ the people that have been supporting him. And in making that decision, he wanted to stay regional rather than metro-based, hence why we're here at Wodonga. And he also made a decision that he would prefer to start with something rather than nothing. So our head office here at Wodonga is previously Lewington's business, which Ron bought out of receivership. Mm-hmm. And this business has grown from there, And as I said, now on its 16th, going on 17th year.
0: And your own background, Mark?
4: I've been with Ron Transport for five years this February coming up. Ron, probably about seven plus years ago, started to think about succession. I do say he certainly doesn't look like he's getting any older, but he's not getting any younger. And he wants to make sure that the business is set up for the future. The previous CFO, Gary Hartley, who's left about two, three years ago now, had been with Ron 30 odd years. And Ron knew that Gary would retire. Ron himself knows that he'll move from executive chairman to chairman to doing more of what he likes more often. And so he was looking for a CEO who could take the business forward, give it that longevity it needs, but most importantly, and very specifically, align with the values and the brand and what the company's about. I'm not a transport person by history, I've done 25 plus years with BHP and probably spent more time in manufacturing, mining and a whole range of other roles over that time. And Ron again was more looking at someone who could take the business forward align with the values more than simply a transport expert.
0: Right. It certainly sounds with Ron that it wasn't a career choice, it's been a lifestyle for him.
4: Look, that's certainly the case and Ron does have other interests. He owns a tyre business. He's heavily into racehorses. That is a significant passion for him. Right. But transport's certainly in his blood. And, you know, five years ago when I joined, we had 193 prime movers. We're sort of hitting 270 prime movers today. Mm. We own all of our fleet. We employ our drivers. We operate really along the eastern seaboard from Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, up to Brisbane and some of the regions beyond, but mostly to Brisbane. Then if you come inland, down through Dubbo, Orange, where we've got a depot, Wagga, where we've got a depot, Goulburn, and here. So we are regional. We do employ people directly within the areas in which we operate, and that has been very much part of Ron's model. And to your point, transport is really in his blood and part of who he was. He comes from near Wagga. He's still got a very strong connection with the area, and he does enjoy seeing his trucks go up and down the road. We enjoy the fact that we own those vehicles, we employ our drivers, and we are contributing to the communities in which we work.
0: Yeah, and that's great. Over recent weeks on the podcast, Mark, we've been looking at the use of technology in trucks and how these devices can help to improve the safety for drivers and equipment out on the road. It's widely known that you guys were early adopters of the telematics in your trucks. What prompted you to go down this technological path?
4: I actually describe our company as innovative early adapters because Ron, for many of his 50 years, has been known in the industry, obviously, as a champion of safety,
5: mm.
4: a champion of reliability and cost-effectiveness, and he's always had a strong passion and desire to understand how technology can help drivers do their jobs safer, and just as importantly, help us understand how we can run the company better to service our customers well. hmm we use Blue Tree Telematics, which is a brand which is now owned by Orbcom. I give you that name because when Ron started looking at telematics and the things that that gives us not only from a safety point of view but also how we operate our fleet, what he saw in Blue Tree, which at its origins is an Irish company, is technology that would meet our needs and could allow us to benchmark internally as well as externally. And Ron worked for, I think, over two years to convince Blue Tree to come to Australia. And we were the first user of Blue Tree telematics in Australia because Ron believed that that technology would give us an edge. Right. And at its heart, telematics tells you where your vehicle is so you know it and the driver are safe. But beyond that, it gives us a whole lot of information. We're able to give drivers their individual ranking on how they've gone against a range of things that are measured each and every week. And that includes fuel consumption. It includes overspeeds if the drivers are going above 100. It includes harsh braking. It includes what we call anticipation, the time between taking the foot off the accelerator and onto the brake. It includes the time on adaptive cruise control and when the trucks and all of our vehicles are European, Volvo, Daimler, Mercedes, all of those have exactly the same safety features as the cars of those brands. Mm. When a driver is on adaptive cruise control, all the technology is switched on and they're actually driving the truck at the safest. So measuring their percent time on cruise control on is one way to gauge their driving style, but also whether they're looking after their safety as well as other road users. So telematics initially was about safety. It then also folds into how we run the fleet and how we can coach and train drivers to drive more effectively. And all that then plays into that reliability, safety and reducing risk aspects. So that's really why telematics was introduced into Ron Finnemore Transport and why Ron worked so hard to get the right solution to fit our organisation by bringing in BlueTree.
0: Hmm. You'd obviously have been monitoring the program since rolling it out. What are some of the outcomes you've noted in the areas of fatigue, driver distraction, accidents, incidents and so on?
4: Yeah, well, we should go into fatigue first. I've spoke about telematics, which is the blue tree. Hmm. Ron Finamore Transport also was one of the first users of technology called seeing machines in our vehicles. Right. So all of our vehicles have telematics and seeing machines. Now, again, I spoke about being an innovative early adapter. When we looked at seeing machines as a potential technical solution to assist drivers who may have had a fatigue event or may indeed be distracted, right? that technology at the time didn't have forward and driver-facing camera combined. And we said to seeing machines, if you want us to invest, we will. We can tell you that it'll be in every one of our trucks. We will certainly be out promoting it, but it needs to have the forward as well as the driver-facing camera. mm Now, when we put our Blue Tree telematics together with seeing machines and the forward and driver-facing camera, we call that the DSS, the Driver Safety System. Right. And I often talk about a sword and a shield. So if a driver is distracted or if they are going through a fatigue event, a micro-sleep, the truck real-time will give them an alert, and that is an audible alert as well as a seat vibration to ensure that their attention is back on the road. And in that instance, it's acting as a shield. It's protecting the driver. Quite often we'll hear of incidents on the road, and Ron has been very insistent in having our phone number on the back of every truck so that people can tell us whether they see drivers doing the right or wrong thing. And quite often when we download the footage from the DSS system and we look at the telematics, it's somebody else that's been doing the wrong thing. We've got evidence of people driving through stop signs or give way signs or cutting trucks off. And again, that acts as a shield. It means we're protecting the driver and we're able to demonstrate to the driver, to ourselves and to the legal authorities, that we were not putting others at risk. Yeah. The sword, of course, is if a driver has an incident and the Blue Tree Telematics shows they were speeding at the time, they may and we and the authorities will know. If they were using a mobile phone or doing something they shouldn't in the cab, we will know that and we will be able to use that to either ask them to change their behaviour or indeed leave the company. And we always give information to the police if we're asked. Hmm. So when you bring all of these things together and then you include technology in those European trucks of lane departure warnings, adaptive cruise control, automatic braking when something's going on in front of the vehicle. You're talking about now a piece of equipment being operated by drivers that is much lower risk and much safer than it ever was in the past. And we believe that that technology will continue to allow us to keep our people safe to help keep other road users safe, which then has flow-on benefits for our customers.
0: Yeah, that's what it's all about. With technology, Mark, it is, I guess, a fact of life that change can be difficult for some people to accept. How have your drivers taken to this new technology, and how did you introduce the program and address any concerns they may have had?
4: I'd like to go through that in more detail. You talk about change being difficult We know we have drivers who will not join our company because of the technology we have. And that can even be something as simple as all of our trucks are fully automatic. And some people talk about, you know, wanting gears and roadmasters and all those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Change is a different animal and a different being for different people. But certainly the advent of telematics leading to seeing machines, leading to cameras on the drivers, both inside and outside, is a concern for people. The way that Ron Ronfinnamore Transport goes about these things is we always talk to people clearly about the what and the why, what it means for them. With regards to the seeing machines technology, we asked for volunteers across our fleet. We wanted to test it in a range of our vehicles on different areas and different locations. And we sought to use the driver pool to give us feedback on how the technology was performing, tell us about any issues or concerns they had, so that we could deal with that directly with information from the technology provider and ourselves. Mm. So, for instance, early on in the trials, drivers were getting false warnings. So they may simply have been checking their mirrors or looking out at the side of the truck, and the technology which scans the face read that as a potential fatigue event, and the seat would go off. Right. Right we found when drivers were doing slow speed manoeuvring or reversing into dock areas or under buildings to go to Woolworths supermarkets that the seat would vibrate. So that enabled us to fine tune the technology. It allowed seeing machines to improve their technology and how it's ultimately used in the vehicle. And by doing that, we demystified a lot of those concerns. And we said to drivers that whilst the technology is monitoring you real time for every minute that you're operating we will only get notified and informed if something's happened a fatigue event or a distraction event and we can use that information that in cab footage to determine whether you need to change your behavior or indeed you were doing the right thing and to date we've had very very good acceptance and indeed i'd say total acceptance of that technology in our vehicles we actually have what's called a league table And for every depot where our drivers work, each week we put up their driver scores on that fuel consumption, overspeed, harsh braking, over-revving, cruise control on and anticipation. And whether you support a footy team or a rugby league team or whatever else, you know the power of competition and seeing where you sit on the league table. Mm. And it's amazing to see how effective telematic scores can be in drivers wanting to understand how they can drive better. And it doesn't matter what you say and do as a manager or a leader, the idea of competition and people talking to their peers about how they can improve is ultimately far more effective. So there's a nice intangible benefit from telematics and the visibility we can provide our drivers.
0: Excellent. And you're right, education is everything. There's been a lot of misinformation going around about it and it's been really more through ignorance than anything else, hasn't it?
4: Yeah, and again, I speak about that sword and the shield. I would say to you that about 60 to 70% of the time we're using the technology as a shield. Yeah. It's the 30% that's the sword. And even for us, when a driver is shown to do something wrong, speeding, distraction, mobile phone use, I mean, these are all societal issues, not just transport company issues. Absolutely. We work very hard in getting them to change their behaviour because we want them to stay with us. And if we can change their behaviour, they'll be a safe driver. If we can't change their behaviour and we ask them to leave because they're too great a risk to us, our concern is they'll go work for somebody else without that technology or somebody who doesn't care as much, and therefore we haven't removed that risk from the roads. Mm. Again, if safety is a core value, it has to be at the very heart trying to get people to do the right thing and stay with the company in a safe way.
0: Yeah, for sure. And looking forward, Mark, what role do you see telematics playing in the long-term successful operations of Ron Fenimore Transport?
4: Well, I often tell the story that if you order something online, and it might be from a Dimmick's bookstore or a Dan Murphy's or a whole range of places, you place your order, you immediately get a text or an email that your order's been placed, and then you'll continue to be notified almost right up until the day of the delivery that that actually occurs more and more and we are very much focused in food temperature control and ambient and fuel but more and more in that space our customer and their customers want fresh food and fresh produce on the shelves available when they need it increasingly that's becoming a 24-hour seven-day need so the future of telematics is really now about providing visibility is the catchphrase or the buzzword to our customers So we can provide them real-time live data on estimated time of arrival for vehicles, Mm. which then allows them to set up their back docks. It allows them to make sure that the produce gets out and on the shelves as quickly as possible. I think the future is that through that real-time visibility, not only will customers know when trucks are arriving, we hope that it will reduce truck wait and turnaround time because people can plan in advance knowing that that truck is half an hour away. And anything that can reduce driver anxiety through unnecessary wait time or parking up waiting for something to happen also has flow-on benefits for safety and driver welfare. For sure. So it's only through telematics and all of the integrated software and computer systems that we have now that not only can we monitor and track our drivers and our trucks real-time, we can provide that feed directly through to our customers.
0: Mm. Now, Mark, if we can take a sharp left turn and throw you one right out of the outfield, A question from my on-the-road co-host, Mike Williams. Is there any significance behind the green mud guards on your fleet?
4: (laughs) There is a significance in everything that is the Ron Finnamore Transport brand.
0: I had a feeling it would be.
4: (laughs) And interesting, Andy, when I was interviewed for this role, and I think I had five or six interviews, which, as I said to you, was more around the alignment of values, I said to Ron, the difference in accepting a role like this versus working for a BHP or an ABC company or whatever it is that company is simply a name. In Ron Finnimore Transport, if anything happens on the road with one of our trucks, then it's Ron's name that's in the media. And it's that 50-year brand, reputation and level of values that's been built up over a long period of time that can disappear overnight. Yeah. Which then brings us to the green mud guards. Ron is very deliberate about everything he does. He loves white and red. Even though he had a previous transport company that he sold. He was obviously limited on some of the things that he could do. The green comes about his wife is an interior decorator and they also have racehorses. So there's lots of stories. Is it the green of the turf? Is it the red and the green of the racing tops? Oh, I know there was some conjecture on Ron being a Rabbitose fan and I can tell you he's definitely not. He's a <laughs> Melbourne Storm supporter.
0: Oh, is he? I would have thought with the red and white he'd have been a Dragons fan.
4: No, he's not a <laughs> But he also didn't want mudguards that showed the dirt because we do take a lot of pride in the cleanliness of our fleet. Our prime mover fleet has an average age at the moment of 2.2 years. So, you know, we invest heavily in our equipment. So the red and the green was a discussion with several people in the office that I'm sitting in today and was the decision that they felt balanced aesthetic looks, cleanliness, and, you know, a bit of cheekiness to the future. Ron has been working with and for Woolies for close to 40 years now, and he felt that green was quite aligned with the Woolies green brand and was hopeful that as this business grew, our business with bullies would grow with it and there would be some harmony around the two brands and to this date there is.
0: Mark, thank you for fielding that one for us and for taking the time out of your obviously very busy schedule to join us on the road
4: today. No problems, Andy, and I appreciate you reaching out to Ron Finnamo Transport. Thank you. All the best. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.
0: When it comes to road transport, safety is everything. Seeing Machines Guardian minimises the risk of fatigue and distraction for drivers and provides real-time monitoring centre analysis and appropriate intervention – 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Already trusted by more than 400 of the safest road transport businesses around the world, they've discovered how Seeing Machines Guardian is scientifically proven to reduce fatigue events by more than 90%. To find out more about how Seeing Machines Guardian can provide proven assistance in safeguarding your fleet, your valuable cargo, and most importantly, your drivers, visit the website at www.seeingmachines.com or give them a call on 02 6103 4700 for more information.
1: G'day, I'm Darren. I'm listening to On the Road on the
3: Australian Big Rig Roadshow.
0: Don't touch that dial, folks. Stay tuned. Coming up next, all the latest trucking news from around the country.
3: Hey, everybody. Kermie here from Trucking with Kermie. I listen to
0: On the Road podcast on the Australian Big Rigs road Show, And when that's done, pop over to Trucking with Kermie on Facebook for my take on trucking and the people who make the industry what it is. Catch you over there. And in the meantime, take care of you. On the Road News is brought to you by Big Rigs, Australia's national road transport newspaper. Morning, Mike. You still with us, or have you been washed away by this so-called rain bomb?
3: Mate, this rain bomb struck Sydney, and seriously, my backyard is saturated. It is just unbelievable the amount of rain we've had. You'd almost swear it would be done.
0: Well, it hit Brisbane pretty hard too.
3: Oh, well, get some floaties, mate.
0: (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Let's get the ball rolling. The former director of a Brisbane-based crane truck operation is set to appear in court to face three counts of fraud
3: indeed after two years of adjournments and delays old mate fred mohammed the former director of the defunct brisbane crane trucks of us is set to appear in the Ipswich district court june the 7th 2021 he's going to appear he's been charged with three counts of fraud it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this guy he allegedly made some uh, withdrawals from the company, which he used for purposes other than company purposes. Mm-hmm. He's blamed a termination of a contract that he had with Holcim, a $10 million contract for the demise of his business. A spokesman from Holcim, the company was contracted to, uh, said that they owe no money to Crane Trucks R Us. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. In case of fraud in the transport industry, who would have thought it?
0: Yeah, consequence can bite hard, can't it? Indeed. Mike, sad news for me. As you well know, I'm a dedicated, died in the wall one eyed DJR team Penske Supercars supporter. <laughs> and uh, Penske's announced it's pulling out of the Supercars Championship for 2021. The good news is that Dick Johnson Shell V-Power Racing Team will continue and business as usual. Yep. And the Penske trucking business will remain here and continue to grow their Australian market.
3: They sure will. So uh, did they pull out because they didn't win anything? Was that the reason?
0: No, we won everything, mate. Did ya? Yeah, 3 times Supercars champion, Scott McLaughlin three years in a row, team championship. They've
3: dominated. Just taking the mickey, mate. Mm. Just
0: taking
3: the mickey. Mm, yeah, we'll
0: keep going. <laughs>
3: Maybe the other teams will get a bit of a go now. Yeah. Can we get to the news part now? Yeah, let's do it. All right. <laughs> team Penske, they've pulled the pin on the Supercars, as you said. They are going to be staying around in Australia. though. Now, Penske have become a household name in Australia and New Zealand. Mm. They've got more than 1,000 employees. They've got a lot of the original equipment manufacturing partners. The business and the loyalty of their employees has been phenomenal. And as you say, they've spent a lot of time involved with supercars, and it is a bit of a loss to see them leaving that arena. Mm. But they are going to be around. If you've been dealing with Penske, they've got rental trucks. They've got all sorts of things happening. They are going to stay with us. So Western Star, MAN, Dennis Eagle, Detroit, Allison Transmissions, all Penske, all hanging around. And we'll be looking forward to seeing what they do in the future.
0: We certainly will. Now, mate, this next one, I'm going to put a limit on this. You've got one sentence to answer it. because One we've, sentence. We've covered the daylights out of it in the past and we all know how you feel. But we have an opening date for the North Connex Tunnel in Sydney.
3: One sentence. One sentence. It opens on October the 31st and the tolls are going to apply straight away. So there's no little bit of a relaxation period or anything. We're going to be forced to use that tunnel and pay the toll or face the $190 plus dollar fine on Pennant Road. And that's my sentence.
0: <laughs> what a sentence it was. Good work, mate. Well done. Proud of you. I'm trying to hold it in, mate. Now, the, the, the recent NHVR four-day operation Crossroads compliance campaign, that's a mouthful, conducted on the Augusta Highway in South Australia netted a significant number of defect and expiation notices.
3: As they always do. Mm. Now, as they rightly say, Port Augusta is the crossroads of Australia. If you're going from Adelaide to Darwin or Sydney to Perth, doesn't matter, you've got to go through Port Augusta and that way bridge is right there. Mm. So the results of the operation were pretty straightforward. They issued 228 defects. 295 expiation notices. That means fines. Five cease work notices. They arrested two people and there are 15 court reports. Those are the basic numbers. The numbers that don't get reported and the numbers would make the whole thing a little bit more meaningful. How many trucks did they actually look at? Mm. And how many drivers or companies got those notices because it's not uncommon for someone to be pulled up and maybe get three, four defects or something like that. So if they're all individual cases, it probably gives us nothing to work from. The reality of it is, is road safety is everyone's responsibility. The police and the NHBR are simply doing their job and enforcing the laws as they exist. And I don't think anyone lets that get in the way of what's going on. It would be nice, though, if we actually had some real numbers so we could look at whether we're doing badly or whether we're doing well. The NHBR and SA Police say that we're not doing very well. Let's take it for what it's worth, I suppose. Indeed.
0: And, Mike, the QTA, the Queensland Tracking Association, is now calling for nominations for its 2021 Annual Industry Awards.
3: They sure are, mate. Nominations close Friday, November 20, and you can just go to their web page and make your nominations. You have to be a financial member of the QTA to nominate someone. The categories this year, as they are always, is Trucking Woman of the Year, Professional Driver of the Year, Industry Excellence, Training and Skilling, the Young Achiever of the Year, and an Industry Safety and Innovation Award. Now, the QTA Awards are one of those things that I look forward to by people in Queensland, and they're a good indication of what's going on. Queensland's an awful big place. There's a heck of a lot of people up there, and the trade task is not getting any smaller. So I'll be looking forward to see who wins these awards and see who my competition is, mate.
0: I was just going to say I might have to take out membership so I can nominate you for Trucking Woman of the Year.
3: (laughs) Trucking Woman of the Year? (laughs) Oh, dear give yourself an uppercut, mate.
0: Yeah, done. (laughs) Truckee Brendan Farrell the hero of the hay runs has announced that the Burrum Buttock, I love that name, the Burrum Buttock hay runners Ah. are heading to Winton in Queensland for the next Australia Day run in January
3: They sure are mate, it's definitely on and it's definitely going to be big because that's how bumper rolls What a guy this is! he's he's an inspiration to many of us Mm. In fact, I think I might see if I can get on this one, see how we go, I don't know I I don't know if I can get the time but have a look at it. They're going to Barkholden Longreach, Winton, Bullier and Mudderborough, these places are still in a lot of trouble. It's still very dry up there. And with all the other things that have happened in our country, bushfires and floods, well, there's always something happened in Australia, but the drought has been a constant thing. And Bumper and his mates and family, they've done this hay run so many times. I couldn't put it any better. A bloke named George Gregson wrote, you're a bloody Australian treasure, Bumper. My family and I were in Winton three weeks ago. The state of our land and the outback area is deplorable. Thank you and your team for what you bring to these communities in these desperate times. I can only echo that. Bumper, you're doing a great job, mate. Keep it up.
0: Absolutely. Now, mate, well and truly run out of time, but just quickly, some exciting news coming out of Big Rigs for November safety month.
3: Yeah, safety month in November. Big Rigs are going to be putting out a lift out with resources for drivers to look at. We, as in On The Road podcast, are going to be doing a little bit to help out with this. We're going to be doing a bit on how to create a driver plan. And I think a few shows down the track, we've got some people coming on to talk about what to do in the event of an incident. Mm. I personally am going to be riding a little bit for the lift out. So good work, Big Rigs, for getting this sort of stuff out. Proud to be a part of it.
0: Absolutely. All right, on your bike, Spike. We better get out of here.
3: I'm going to go and have me roadworthy, mate.
0: (laughs) Good on you. Take it easy. Talk to you next week.
3: Thanks, mate. For
0: all the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au. Hang about, we're not done yet. Coming up next, everything you wanted to know about the amazing TruckWiz app, formerly known as
3: Tone's Trucking App. <laughs> Just a quick word about our sponsors, go to our webpage www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au and you can see who the friends of the show are and if their products are something that you're interested in or something that you may need, please support them because they support us and they bring our show to you. Pickles here, I listen to On The Road on the Australian Big Rig Road Show. Tony and Macker from Tone's Trucking App and Tone's Trucking Stories. They're now calling themselves Truck Wiz. They've done a great app, which I have been test running in the truck for the last several weeks. So here they are. How are you, Macker? How are you, Tony? Oh,
1: good. Thanks, Mike. And thanks for having us on the show. I'm well too, Mike. Yeah, great to be here.
3: Let's have a talk about this app. I have spent hundreds of dollars on a top-end Garmin, and your app does the job just as well as my Garmin does. You guys have done a fantastic job. Macca, where did it all come from? Where did you get started, mate?
1: It would have been a Friday night in the Hornsby when I was stuck in traffic and I was lost, believe it or not. I'm going back a few years now. I had a car car Right. And my first time in Sydney, and I never had a truck now, and I got lost. And I tell you now, the stress that came with that very incident, that's how it started. And slowly grew, and then Tony and I partnered up we both had the same idea, we both got the same goals. We started building it probably about seven months before I met Tones And then Tony's done the letter to the Senate. I reached out to times, and we caught up and we have what we have today.
3: You're sort of on the same path, Tony, but Macca was just a little bit in front of you, is that right?
1: Yeah, I suppose so. Like Macca had probably been working on the app six to 12 months before I was even on the scene I suppose with my social media page, I bring to light a lot of drums that are with the industry. And I guess when the Senate inquiry came about, I wrote a submission, and a big part of mine was actually developing a type of app that was navigational that you could use in every state that was correct. You could put your heights and weights in, but you could actually just use it from your phone. Yeah. And one of Macken's mates actually saw my submission when I put it in a video on my Facebook page. And we got in contact and really cliche, but the rest is history, I guess.
3: Yeah, right.
1: We both had the exact same vision, same ideas, both in the trucking industry, and we both wanted to contribute to the industry as well. That's probably why we get along so well, isn't it, Tones? We're on the same page and we talk things through together, and it actually works as a great team. No one else that I'd actually rather partner up with, we just work so well together.
3: So it started out as the Tones trucking app, and it's moving now to the TruckWiz app.
1: Yep. The company is TruckWiz, effectively, but we thought by launching in that type of stuff, because I've got a bit of a social media presence out there, we thought that using it as Tones Truck and App, more of a bit of a marketing tool, I guess. We knew there was always going to be a point that we'd revert back to the original name and where the company comes from, and the fact, too, that there's plenty of the market out there that's not just about me or the people that I know. And that's where TruckWiz is a not a generic name, but it's one that it can be everyone from you know driving a truck to even down the truck caravans and all that sort of stuff. You can actually have in the app as well. Yeah. So it's probably a bit selfish to have my name on it when it's actually a a team effort, but just to get it out there, that was probably the best way to go about it to begin with. That's pretty much exactly how we looked at it when we first teamed up. We've just changed for no other reason but just so it's easier to find on the app store.
3: Just a little bit of a business name change. The team remains the same.
1: Exactly right, mate. It is simply just a name change. There's no new people or investors or anything involved. It's simply just a name change and a different logo. All
3: right. Let's talk about what's in the new build.
1: In the last four days, between Macra and myself and a couple of other testers, we've probably had two or three builds where we put stuff in it, see how it works and we go nut that, glitching that, so then we either take it out or change it a little bit. So we spend a lot of time making sure that it's right before we actually give it to everyone else to get a high-quality app.
3: I know that when I ask Macker about turning the music off, like I was parked on the side of the road and I listened to the tunes and I went and have a look at some emails and it turned the radio and I rang Macker up and I said, mate, can you stop it from doing that? And, of course, now it does. Thanks, Macker. I appreciate that. Well done.
1: That's what it's about. Yep. The first probably six months, Macca,
3: we were just
1: constantly testing different heights to see, we were actually trying to bring our own act under, yep. putting in different bridge heights and going, that's working, that's working, right out, we need to fix this, that needs to change, and working out different coding and overlays and all this technical stuff. Yep. That's all the stuff that we need to do in the background with other testers to work with it and get right before we actually release a new update.
3: One of the first things I did with it when I got hold of it was see if it would let me take a 4.6-metre B-double through the airport tunnel, and it said no. So that's a plus.
1: Glad you listened to it, too, by the way. Mike, well, you're actually one of the hardest ones that we could get wrong because you actually do dangerous goods. Yeah. So to get a good review from yourself, but the only problem we've had is the radio aspect of it. But I think we're doing something pretty right there. You're not getting told to go through tunnels. You're not told to to go into areas that you're not allowed to. So that's what we like to hear with feedback, whether it's positive or negative. Yeah, It's a lot of positive feedback now, to be honest, isn't it, Macca? I think we're really on the right track with it. Yeah, that's one of our biggest things is when we get that feedback, we know we're on the right track. Obviously, we're there to make it work for everyone. So it puts a smile on our face when we get good feedback and when we get the bad too because we tend to fix it pretty quick. Either good or bad, we're always open to the feedback. And any good ideas that's going to make life easier for truck drivers, by all means, drop us a message. We're always online. We pretty much get the hold of either one of us pretty quick.
3: Fellas, it's been great to have you on the show. Thanks for
1: having us, Mike. Thanks, Mike.
3: Now, if you thought
0: that was the end of the story, folks, you'd be quite wrong. Tony and Maka have put together a great giveaway promotion to celebrate the launch of the revitalised TruckWiz app. Visit their website at TruckWiz.co to check out all the information about the app and tune in next week to On The Road to hear about the great prizes up for grabs and to find out what you need to do to enter this awesome giveaway. that's our show for this week, proudly brought to you by Sing Machines, the makers of Guardian, the most advanced safety technology available for commercial truck fleets. Hope you enjoyed the show. For more on the road news and additional features, visit our website at www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au. If you'd like to share your thoughts on the podcast, offer suggestions, or just let us know what's on your mind, send us an email to mike at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Be sure to join us same time next week for the next episode of on the road in the meantime play nicely with each other and most of all stay safe out there bye for now the team here at on the road are great believers in the right to freedom of speech and whilst we might not always be 100 percent in agreement with the views of guests and contributors we firmly support their right to hold and express those opinions